Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing Podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. It is the Everything is Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin. Last night it was the Grammys, which were as pseudo exciting as they normally seem to be. Not, I mean, in my mind, not very many surprises. Um, glad to see Uptown Funk getting a win. Kendrick Lamar got some wins, not the wins that I think everyone wanted him to get, but he got some wins. Taylor Swift walks away with literally the best pop record of 2014, so rightly so, wins uh, album of the year. Here's the issue. The Grammys, for me, was a much different experience than the Super Bowl, both of which were on CBS. When the Super Bowl was out two weeks ago, you got to stream it on Xbox One. You could stream it at CBS.com. You could get it anywhere that you wanted to. And yes, you could have streamed the Grammys last night on CBS.com. However, that's not without signing up for a one-week free trial of their CBS.com product, which is a much different like I said, experience than you had with the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, it was no strings attached. You got in, you got to enjoy this thing as everybody else was watching it. To me, the Grammys are not obviously as big of a draw as the Super Bowl. And as I'm doing this podcast, uh, the ratings are not out yet. But if you remember, they had their lowest year ever last year, down 15% from the year before. I would imagine, given what I've seen traffic-wise on social It'll be down again just because there's no need to watch it. It goes too long. The same people win the same things. And some of the performances are great. But if you wait 10 minutes, as I did all last night, you can just watch the performances wherever you want to. YouTube, Consequence of Sound, Pitchfork, wherever you want to go, you can watch them. What I find fascinating is the other two networks are doing a much better job at this disruption that's happening in the TV ecosystem. Those two being NBC and Fox. Uh, NBC and Fox, their digital product where you can just download to, I use Xbox One, so we'll use me, for example. You download to Xbox One, you can watch everything. Yes, there are commercials in it, but I understand why there are commercials in it. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is I just don't know why you think, CBS, that you have a product that I would want to pay extra for in order to watch on a tiny screen. Because even if I signed up for the CBS.com product, there isn't a CBS.com app that goes to the Xbox. Yes, I could port my computer over to the Xbox or over to the TV, but the point of having something like a PlayStation 4, Xbox, or whatever, now, you can do it on Xbox 360, but not Xbox One. So from a consumer perspective, which is the perspective that I look at everything from, I'm not going to go get an Xbox 360 and go back a generation to run a CBS app, which jokes aside, is right the problem that CBS has had for the last five years. Now, they've done all of that work to make sure that they're one of the more competitive networks out there, except in this digital ecosystem. And I think the proof is in the pudding that last night, if you're a cord cutter, well, you may get CBS from your antenna, or maybe not. In my case, I don't get it. And in my case, I, I was not going to sign up for a one-week free trial of a product I'm never going to use again, just because I don't really watch all that much TV. And it's the Grammys. So you're, it feels to me that this should be a product that you're putting out there to get people to tune into your website, tune into your app, whatever you're going to do, without having them run through the rigmarole of having to sign up for a free trial. Because there's nothing more annoying than trying to trick the customer into what I call the EFT loop, the electronic funds transfer loop. This is what happens when you sign up for a gym membership, right? You sign up for a gym membership in December because you're like, oh no, January is coming. I've got to 
get back in shape. I'm going to sign up for a gym. And then you start paying your dues and you're going in January and then you're going a little bit less in February and then you're going a little bit less in March. And then in April, you don't even remember where the gym is. Fast forward to December, you're still paying because you're just not, you don't remember when the funds are coming. So you, you don't remember how to turn it off. And this goes on for probably a year or two before you figure out how to turn those things off. That's not a great customer service experience and not the thing that you should be leaning towards if you are a TV station trying to survive in the digital age. And when you're dealing with a product that you really want millennials to check out, you want the millennials to check out the Grammys. That's why you put Taylor Swift all over it. That's why you put Kendrick Lamar front and center. That's why you put Lady Gaga in a Bowie tribute, which was amazing, by the way. That's why you put Adele, even though your audio guy can't run audio, you put Adele out there so you can bring in a younger viewership. Well, younger viewers, number one, likely aren't watching TV on a Monday night in the way that you think that they're going to. Number two, aren't going to sign up for this so that they can, quote-unquote, take the Grammys wherever they go. And three, again, the product just isn't there. And I'm going to bet that by noon today, when the ratings are out, you're going to see that they're down again, just because you're not seeing the type of product that you want to see. And, And there's that awards atrophy. It seems like this time of year, every single time you turn around, there's another award ceremony. And there's really to to the average human being, they don't really care. They don't really care between the Grammys and the Oscars and the Billboard Music Awards and the American Music Awards and the MTV Video Music Awards and the MTV Music Awards. They don't really care. They just tune in to see if there's some sort of pop culture thing happening, and then they're gone. But when you look at, let's take the MTV Video Music Awards, for example, when Kanye West announces that he's running for president, I believe it's 12 million people watch that on TV. Okay, remember that number. 12 million people watch it on TV. 38 million people watch it on Snapchat because MTV was running a Snapchat channel where they were putting this content out there, including the presidential uh, announcement that Kanye West made. 38 million people watched it on Snapchat. 12 million watched it on TV. This is what you're dealing with right now. And the fact that you kind of had to jump through some friction last night if you wanted to watch the Grammys, guess what? I went, nah, I don't really want to watch the Grammys. I'll watch it on Twitter. And then I'll watch it on Facebook as the videos come live and I can watch the videos. And I'm really I'm 10 minutes behind and not really missing anything because, like I said, there are if you've been doing this as long as I have in the music industry and then moving to a different industry, there aren't too many surprises in the Grammys. And there really weren't very many surprises last night with the Grammys. So you can catch it 10 minutes late and there's really it's not must watch TV. And that's the problem. And that's why you need to make that the jab to use Gary Vaynerchuk vernacular. That needs to be the jab. Give it away for free. Let people watch it wherever they want to watch it, just like you did with the Super Bowl. And then you'll have tons of people, hopefully, tuning into this thing casually or otherwise. Because if they're on their Xbox One or their PlayStation 4 or their Roku or their Amazon Fire or whatever they're on, and they're doing other things, they can flip back and forth as they're watching on the first screen, which is their phone, and see on Twitter that Taylor Swift is coming up. Okay, well, I want to watch Taylor Swift. Stop what I'm doing. Watch Taylor Swift. When Taylor Swift is done, back at it, because maybe they don't care about the Eagles. That's the way people will consume and do consume the Grammys. And the fact that CBS really isn't paying attention to that, as made apparent last night, is sad at best and disappointing at worst. Okay, and before we go today, um, I've got a bunch of meetings today, so I've got to wrap this up and be on my way. And then on Thursday, I will be Ann Arbor, in Ann Arbor, I should say, doing the social jujitsu talk, which I can't wait to do. It'll be very Snapchat-erific, which will be awesome. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about recruitment 
and resumes. Not a ton, just a little bit. We are currently going through the process of looking for the summer intern. So I get to see a ton of resumes in the, the hundreds. And um, a couple things I, I want to say if you're listening to this and you're either looking for a job, looking for an internship, or looking for both that I've seen happen over and over and over and over again on a number of resumes. Number one, um, make proofreading your friend. Read them over and over and over again. Hand them to somebody else and have them read them over and over and over, over again. I'm anxiously awaiting the day where we don't need to use resumes, but we still do. So when we do, proofread it. Two, Make sure that all the information that is relevant is on there. More than one occasion in the last week that we've been going through these resumes, there are not an email address attached to the resume in any way, shape, or form. They are sent through a form, right? So it's not like they're sending an email, which we would then just reply, right? It's sent through a form. So if the resume doesn't have an email on it, we have really have no way to contact you or a phone number or an address. Make sure that there's some place that people can contact you because if you apply for a job and we like you and you can't contact you, well, that's problematic. And two, when it comes time for interview time, that's your first, your second uh, impression, I would say. Your first impression is what you're doing on social. And I, I tell this to all the kids when I teach at Aquinas, which is the college here in Grand Rapids that I teach at. Like, don't sanitize your social media. You don't have to wipe out all the photos of beer. In fact, if you go there and there aren't any photos or there isn't any action, to me, that's more egregious and more eyebrow raising than if there were things that I would expect you to be doing in your 20s. I would say that things that I look for personally are you're on social, you're doing social, and to get the A-plus in social, you're putting content out of some way, shape, or form. You're making blogs. You do Snapchat stories all the time. You're writing pieces at Medium. You're making YouTube. Whatever it is, you're doing something extracurricularly on social uh, that makes you more interesting off the page than it does on the page because you can only read so much in the resume part. And like I said, when it comes time to interview time, We've already seen all of your social mediums, and now we want to talk to you. That is your first opportunity to prove how bad you want the job. The more difficult you are to schedule an interview, those are think of that as knocks against you, right? You're, you're making it more, and you would do this with a job, too. If you were trying to get a job, you would be like, yeah, whatever time you want me to show up, that's when I'm going to be there. That's what we're looking for. We did two yesterday in two different parts of the world, not in the United States, where in seven minutes, both of these candidates were like, yep, let's get on Skype now and do this thing. That's what you're looking for when you're looking for interns or potential employees. So if you are in the process of looking for a job, be flexible, be malleable, be excited, proofread it, please proofread it, and make sure that if you're doing something interesting in the social ecosystem, it's easy to find. Do all of those things. Have a wonderful Tuesday morning slash afternoon slash evening. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulcran, Director of Marketing at the MLive Media Group.